Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break German Season 2, Episode 28. Hallo und herzlich willkommen zu Coffee Break German. Ich bin Marc. Und ich bin Andrea. Wie geht's dir, Andrea? Mir geht's wunderbar. Echt? Ja, also gut. Ich bin etwas erkältet. Oder besser gesagt, ich habe mich etwas erkältet. Aha, so a nice reflexive verb there. In the perfect tense, you've managed to get yourself a bit of a cold. Yes, exactly. Schade. Ich weiß, ich weiß. Well, last time uh, we were talking about sollen. Also vielleicht sollte ich sagen, uh, du solltest uh, ein bisschen, how would I say, to have a rest. Also das Verb ist sich ausruhen. Sich ausruhen. So that's, that's a reflexive verb. Yes, and it is uh, separable too. So ruh dich aus, but with sollen, it, it, it doesn't it's separate. Okay, so could I say, du solltest dich ausruhen. Ja, genau, super. And is that Ruhe and they are the same as the, the, this, the peace and quiet? Ja, genau. Okay, so like in Schlaf, in himmlischer Ruhe. Genau, ja, okay. von stille Nacht. Not very seasonal, although I guess it depends when you're listening to this lesson. Let's get on with today's lesson in which we are going to be talking about what? Uh, relative clauses, so Relativsätze. Okay. And Mark has already told me that he's very excited about this. Absolutely, because it's something, I guess I find it quite tricky in German, but hopefully you're going to solve that. Yes, yes. It's, it's all very rule-bound and logical. So this is the lesson uh, that is going to help us solve genau, relative clauses. Genau. Yeah? Okay, that was using a relative clause in English, but let's get on with our lesson in German. So, but before we get to the relative clauses, we should maybe do a bit more practice with uh, sollen. Okay, just to, to recap what we did yes. last time. So, I have a few, I need a bit of advice from you, Mark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mark, ich bin oft sehr müde. Was soll ich tun? Mm. Uh, du solltest früher ins Bett. So you're saying there that you're often quite tired or very tired. Um, and I suggested, I gave you some advice. Yes. And I said, du solltest früher ins Bett. You should go to bed earlier. Yes. So you have used sollen in the conditional. And like this, you have given me advice. Okay. You said there, sollen in the conditional. Now, is sollen in the conditional the, ze- the same <laughs> the same as sollen in the imperfect? Yes, it's it's conjugated exactly the same. We, we wouldn't be able to spot a difference. Okay. So when we're when you were using to give advice, it's really either the conditional or the imperfect yeah. in a yes, sense. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right. So, du solltest früher ins Bett. Ja, auch der Arzt hat gesagt, ich soll früher ins Bett. Vielleicht hast du recht. 
Ah, I see what's going on here. So not only am I giving you advice, but the, the doctor has already told you, yes. ordered you, yes. that you need to go to bed earlier. Exactly. From let's, the doctor, it's a bit more than advice. And therefore it's using sollen in the present tense. Yes. Let's hear that again. Ja, auch der Arzt hat gesagt, ich soll früher ins Bett. Vielleicht hast du recht. Perhaps indeed I am right. Okay, good stuff. So I have a, a, another issue here. Okay. Aber mein Lieblingsprogramm läuft immer erst spät im Fernseher. Ah, okay. Um, also du solltest es aufnehmen? Ja. So aufnehmen ist to record, isn't uh -huh. it? Because we aufnehmen our, our recordings here in the studio. You said that your favorite program um, is always on late ja. on the TV. Ja. So I'm suggesting that you record it. Das ist eine sehr gute Idee, danke. It is a... So some further advice there and using sollen once again in the imperfect or the conditional. Genau, sehr gut. Okay, we did use one more example of sollen and that was when we were making a suggestion using the sollen wir. Can, genau. I, can I try this? Yeah. Also, uh, sollen wir jetzt uh, mit unserem Deutsch-Thema beginnen? Das ist eine super Idee. So perhaps we should get started with our Deutsch, our Deutsch Thema, our German topic of the day. Genau. Now you said earlier that we were going to be looking at relative clauses. It's quite a, a kind of grammatical expression there. Yeah, super, oder? Yeah. Do you want to take it? In fact, just, yes. Just take it away. Okay. Wir sprechen heute über Relativsätze. Das sind Sätze, die etwas beschreiben. Okay, so you said there... We're talking today about relative phrases, relative clauses. Yeah, so yeah. in German we don't uh, have a different word between uh, clause or sentence. Okay. It's always Satz. So we're talking today about relative clauses. And then you said? Das sind Sätze, die etwas beschreiben. Does that mean those are phrases which... Describe something. Yeah, genau. So the relative clause describes, maybe gives a bit more detail uh, about something we have mentioned in the main clause. So, and we've done this in this sentence. Wir sprechen über Relativsätze. So, das sind Sätze, this is the main clause, die etwas beschreiben. So I've just told you what kind of sentences they are or what kind of clauses they are. Right. So, um, for example, uh, these are bottles which you can recycle. Yeah, genau. This is paper uh, which I bought at the supermarket. Genau, sehr gut. Okay, so the second part, the second clause, describes a bit more information about what it is we're talking about. Yes. Right, so that's a, a relative clause. Now, uh, Are these like subordinate clauses? Do they yes, work in the same way? Exactly. So relative clauses are subordinate clauses, which means the verb comes at the end. Okay. We've done this many times in Coffee Break German. We've mm -hmm. done this with das and also with weil. Uh, and it, it's the same principle. The verb goes to the end of the sentence. Okay, that makes sense. I think perhaps uh, an example would help. Yes, I have a wonderful example about Coffee Break German. Oh, excellent. I hope it's a good one. Coffee Break German ist ein Podcast, der Hörern und Hörerinnen Deutsch beibringt. Okay, beibringen means... Teach. To teach, okay, right. So is that, is that different from... Is there another word to teach? Yeah, unterrichten. Unterrichten, okay. Yeah. But beibringen, um, this can also be something, it's maybe a bit less formal. Okay, okay, right. 
Um, so you said Coffee Break German ist ein Podcast. Wenn ja, der Hörern und Hörerinnen Deutsch beibringt. Which um, male listeners and female listeners uh -huh. German teaches. Ja, genau. Okay, so in, in strange word order in English we would say that, but which teaches listeners, both male and female, German. Genau, sehr gut. Right. So der, there, is... The, the, the word that joins these two sentences. Yes, so der is what we call the relative pronomen, uh -huh. so the relative pronoun, and it is basically an article. Right, yeah? okay. And it's the article uh, that fits the word that we're describing. So podcast in German, we just use the word podcast, yep. and it's der podcast. So it's a masculine word. Yes, yes. And therefore we're using that der article to link the two sentences. Exactly. Right. So I can give you another example, uh, this time with die, so where we're describing uh, a feminine word. Okay. Eine Deutschlehrerin ist eine Frau, die Deutsch unterrichtet. Right, I see what's happening here. So a, a female Deutsch, a female German teacher uh -huh. is a woman, and we would say in English, who yes. teaches German. Exactly. So there we've got the other teach word, unterrichten, yes. yeah? Yes, Right. And because it's Frau, and it's die Frau, our relative pronoun is die. Okay, so, um, so far so good. I'm thinking that my confusion here is coming from perhaps knowledge of other languages when we think about relative pronouns as as k or yes, k or, or yes, something like that yes. and they they don't change depending on on the the gender ah. of of the, the person and this is how wonderful german is because you can now apply all your knowledge on uh, accusative and dative, oh, wow. also to the relative pronouns okay let's pause there because i don't think we want to get <laughs> that far with this so um can I check then that we we would use the der with a masculine yes. and d with a feminine? So yes. Do we use das with a, a neuter? Absolutely. Can you give us an example? Ein Deutschbuch ist ein Buch, das deutsche Grammatik enthält. Uh, enthält? Contains. Contains. What's the infinitive? Enthalten. Enthalten. Okay, enthalten. So ein Deutschbuch ist ein Buch das deutsche Grammatik enthält. Ja, das natürlich mit einem S. Yes, ja, yeah? yeah, okay, so there's just one S. Yes. Right. Ah, okay, so this is perhaps where some confusion may lie because we could use a subordinate clause with das with two yeah. S's, yeah? This is where a lot of German native speakers make a mistake. That's and, good to know. And I remember at school, at primary school, where, where we learned how to the spelling and, and grammar, uh, this was one of the tricky bits because it sounds exactly like das with, uh, with, with two, two S, S's, yeah. but it's das mit das. einem. Okay. So ein Deutschbuch ist ein Buch, das deutsche Grammatik enthält. Ja. Is it Grammatik or Grammatik? Grammatik. Grammatik. Okay. Ein Deutschbuch ist ein Buch, das deutsche Grammatik enthält. Super. So would we use D with plurals? Absolute. Okay, this is making you sense. You see, it's easy. <laughs> well, let, And let's... I have an example for okay, you. Okay, let, let's have your example. Deutschschüler sind Leute, die Deutsch lernen. So let's hear that one again. Deutschschüler sind Leute, die Deutsch lernen. So German pupils are people 
who uh, learn German. Yeah. So interesting to think about the English here because sometimes we've used who. Um, German students are people who learn German. Sometimes we've used which. Coffee Break German is a podcast which teaches listeners German. But we could also use in English, I guess, that. That would be another relative pronoun because we could equally have said Coffee Break German is a podcast that teaches German, uh, English learners German. Yes, you see, and that's where I, as a learner of English, get terribly confused. I find our system much easier to grasp. In German, okay. Well, it, it, I guess I guess the Sprachgefühl thing comes in again for yes. us. We would use who and which and that, um, although there are variations in, in which and that in particular, um, depending on where you are in the English-speaking yeah, world. Yeah, you see, I don't know the difference and I get very confused. I don't do, I don't make relative clauses in English. <laughs> Maybe safer. <laughs> but in, in German so far, it all seems fairly straightforward. Yes. We just need to know what comes before in order to know what yes. relative pronoun Yes, use. so another reason to learn your nouns with the appropriate um, article. Yep, that makes sense. Can we do some practice of all of this? Yes, sure. I have a few questions for you. Okay. Was ist ein Pianist? Oh, right. Okay, so you're, you're, you're looking for a definition of yes. a pianist from me. Okay, let me try it. Ein Pianist ist eine Person... Eine Person is feminine, so I would say, die Klavier spielt. Sehr gut, super. Can, can you say the whole sentence? Yeah. Ein Pianist ist eine Person, die Klavier spielt. I find this a very interesting, this sentence, because we have ein Pianist, which is masculine. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, because we're not describing Pianist, we're describing the person. die Person. Okay, yeah? I see what you mean, yeah. Ein Pianist ist eine Person, and it's the eine Person yeah. that we're describing, die Klavier spielt. Exactly. Good, okay, that makes sense. Next question. Was ist ein Medizinstudent? Ein Medizinstudent ist eine Person, die... Medizin studiert? Yeah, super. Okay. Sehr gut. So that's the same structure like uh, the, the one with the pianist. Okay? Yep. So now a very, very important question. Uh -huh. Was ist ein Schottenrock? Oh, a good question for a Scot. Was ist ein Schottenrock? Now, I know that that's a kilt. Okay. Yes. So a, a, literally a Scottish skirt. Yes. <laughs> Or a, 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 skirt, a skirt of Scots. So let me see if I can do this. Ein Schottenrock ist ein Rock, der Männer in Schottland tragen. Haha, okay. I think it's, you did well, huh? because it's der Rock and then you went back to der Männer in Schottland tragen. However, it is now the, the Rock that is the object. Oh, and it's I see the manner that are, are the subject. So, if the rock is the object, the relative pronoun needs to be an object too, and therefore cannot be there. Would it be ein Schottenrock ist ein Rock, den Männer in Schottland tragen? Exactly, wow. because the Schottenrock is, is the, object, the, yeah. the accusative object 
in the relative clause. Right. Okay, I've got something brewing in my mind, but I need to to think it through a little before I suggest it as a, a help to me yes. uh, with this one. Um, can I suggest that we break for a little moment? Yes. And then we'll come back after the break and we'll Excellent talk a little idea. more about uh, the relative pronouns in the accusative and I'm guessing potentially other, other yes, cases. Yes, of course, it's wonderful. Ausgezeichnet. <laughs> Here at Coffee Break German, we want to help you turn your downtime into do time. Brauchst du mehr Übung? Join us on Facebook three times a week and put your German to work with our language challenges and cultural insights. As they say, practice makes perfect. Oder auf Deutsch, Übung macht den Meister. Head over to facebook.com slash coffeebreakgerman. Wir sehen uns hoffentlich bald. 
it, it, there will be a change. So okay. it's not the nominative. It's not the nominative. So for K, then we're talking about another case, but the yes. key will be yes. the same subject yes. all the way through. Yes. We always need to look at who is the doer in the relative clause. Right. Is it the thing that we're describing or is there a different doer? And in this case, the, the men are the doers because right. they're wearing the kilt. The kilt doesn't do anything. Okay, that makes sense. Again, if, if refer, referring to the French confused you, apologies, but hopefully it helps some of you because uh, it's helped me. Okay, let's take this a little further. I hope that this is not going to be really complicated now. No, it's really quite straightforward because our listeners know about the accusative, you know about the accusative, yep. and we know what happens to the articles in the accusative. There's only one change. There's only one change, and it's the masculine singular. So there becomes then, as in the example with the Schottenrock. Okay, yeah? so otherwise it would be just uh, die, das, and then the plural die. Exactly. So if we had die Lederhose. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So was ist eine Lederhose? Uh, eine Lederhose ist eine Hose, die die Bayern tragen. Right. So a, a Lederhose is a, a trouser yeah. uh, that people from uh, Bavaria wear. Yes. Okay. So it's the same structure, mm -hmm. but there's no change in the article because it's it's feminine. That all makes sense. Yes, and it's the same with das. Das doesn't change. Uh, and I have a question for you, Mark. Yeah? Was ist ein Sahnehutli? <laughs> I'm guessing that it's something Swiss. Yes, there. indeed, indeed. <laughs> so ein Sahnehutli ist ein Hemd, das Schweizer Männer tragen. So it's a shirt worn by Swiss men. Yes, and you've noticed that I've immediately... I've gone into my Swiss voice there for that sentence. <laughs> Let's hear it again. Ein Sahnehutli ist ein Hemd, das Schweizer Männer tragen. So can we hear that then in, in Hochdeutsch? Yeah, obviously not Sahnehutli. <laughs> I could if maybe Germanize it. Ein Sennenkutli ist ein Hemd, das Schweizer Männer tragen. Yeah, okay, I see where you're coming from. Uh -huh. There's just a little more bounce in the Swiss, isn't there? Yes, indeed. <laughs> Okay, good. So we've had uh, the accusatives. Now, you did mention that this also happens uh, with datives. Yes, indeed. And it's the same system, really. So der becomes... Dem. Yes. Die becomes... Der. Yes. Das becomes... Dem. Genau. Und die, plural... Den. So almost den. In this uh, case, we use a different pronoun and it's denen... Denen, yes. D-E-N-E-N. -E exactly. So they're almost the same as the normal definite articles in the dative, apart from the D plural. Genau. Which becomes denen. Exactly. Right, a new word for us. Yes. So shall we look at a few examples? That makes sense. Ein Millionär ist ein Mann, dem viel Geld gehört. Right. Um, remind me what gehört. Gehören is belong to. Right, okay, and that's one of our dative verbs, isn't it? Yes. Right, so a millionaire is a man or a woman um, to whom lots of money belongs. Yes. In my German sentence, it can't be a woman. Because of course, then yes. it would be a millionairin. Right, so, so. It can only be a man. I understand, right. So yeah. ein Millionär ist ein Mann dem viel Geld gehört. Genau. And in their English there, we, we've had to put in another word, to whom. 
yes, in this case. Yes. So it's getting but, more complicated in English too. Exactly. So for us, uh, the two is already included in the dem. Right. Yeah. So ein Millionär ist ein Mann, dem viel Geld gehört. Yeah. Give us another example, Andrea. Meine Tante ist eine Frau, der gutes Essen wichtig ist. Right, I see where we're going. Yeah. So, my aunt is a woman to whom uh, good food is important. Yes. Right. Meine Tante ist eine Frau, der gutes Essen wichtig ist. Super. Can we try an example with the, the plural one, the denen? Natürlich. Meine Geschwister sind Leute, denen schöne Kleider egal sind. Okay, so my brothers and sisters ja. are people ja. to whom uh, beautiful clothes aren't really interesting. They're, ja, they're, they're, they're they not mean bothered. nothing. They ja? mean nothing, so, yeah. Es ist mir egal, it doesn't mean anything to me. Okay, Can you say, this is a, a strange thing, but yeah. someone once told me, you can say, uh, mir ist Wurst? Ah, ja, es ist mir Wurst. Es ist mir Wurst. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's all sausage to me. Yeah, genau, genau. And that's the same as uh, mir ist egal. Yeah, genau. I like that. Okay. Can I make a suggestion here to help me with these relative pronouns? Yeah, klar. I'm thinking that what would really help me, and I'm sure would really help the, the, the learners, is the idea where we need to sort out in our head in English, before we even get to the German, what kind of situation it is, whether it's a nominative or an accusative or a, a dative situation for that relative pronoun. Yes, I think that's a good idea. So could you give us some sentences in, in English and then I'll try and work out what the situation sure. is alone. Sure. We'll not bother. You can give us the German afterwards. Yes, Because sure. that will be quicker. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, okay, so let's go with number one then. Okay. An actor is a man who works in the theatre. Okay, we'll give our listeners just a little time to think about this. An actor is a man who works in the theatre. So the question we're asking here is what kind of relative pronoun is that? Is it going to be a nominative, accusative or dative one? And I'm going to say a nominative. Indeed it is, because it is the actor that works in the theatre. He's the doer. Yes, exactly. Okay. So ein Schauspieler ist ein Mann, der im Theater arbeitet. Okay, good. Let's try number two. A mobile phone is a computer that people have in their pocket. Okay, so your English relative pronoun here was that, mm -hmm. which could throw us off the, yes. the, the, the track. Um, but a mobile phone is a computer that people have in their pocket. So I would say here that the mobile phone becomes the object. Yes. And therefore that's an accusative one. Yes. So a mobile phone is a computer that people have in their pocket. Exactly. And it's suddenly the people that become the doers because, because they, they have. They have it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in German we would say ein Handy ist ein Computer, den die Leute in der Tasche haben. Right. So den there in this case is our accusative. Because ja, it's, genau. it's a computer that we're talking about. Yeah. The der computer. Exactly. So the computer is masculine for us. So mm -hmm. it's den die Leute in der Tasche haben. Okay, let's try another one. Father Christmas is a man 
to whom children write letters at Christmas time. Okay, so you said to whom there, and I'm immediately thinking that is a dative. Yes. Good. Okay, I think I'm getting this. So Father Christmas is a man to whom children write letters at Christmas time. Genau. Der Weihnachtsmann ist ein Mann, dem Kinder in der Weihnachtszeit Briefe schreiben. Right, okay. Uh, let's try another couple of these because I'm finding this very useful. Uh -huh. A wild cat is a cat that lives in the wild. Right, that must be a nominative. Exactly. Because the cat's doing the doing. Yes. Okay. Eine Wildkatze ist eine Katze, die in der Wildnis lebt. Okay, let's do two more. A dictionary is a book that every language learner should have. I'm thinking there's a nice sollen in there. Yes. Okay. Well, um, a sollen, a sollte. Huh? Yeah, sollte. Yeah, I was just, I was quoting yes, the infinitive. Yes. Okay. Um, so a dictionary is a book that every language learner should have. So for me in French, that's a que. Yes. Therefore, it must be an accusative. Yes. Ein Wörterbuch ist ein Buch, das jeder Sprachlerner haben sollte. Haben sollte. So the sollte comes right to the yes. end. We've got the infinitive before that. Okay. Yes. Right, let's do one more. Yes. A football fan is a person who likes football. Okay, I'm thinking that's nominative again because it's the football fan who's doing the liking. Haha. But what verb do we use when we talk about liking something? Oh, hang on, right. Okay, I'm thinking, I was thinking about the fact that they might like to play football, but now you're yeah. talking about just liking football. Yes. So here we would be using gefallen and not genau. nugen. And gefallen is with a... Dative. Yes. Yep. Okay, so a, a football fan is a person to whom football pleases. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. Okay, so... so ein Fußballfan ist eine Person, der Fußball gefällt. Right, I see why it's der, because der is of course the dative form of the feminine singular definite article. Yes, exactly. And that's our relative pronoun in this case. Wow, I, I think that was really, really useful because uh -huh. that, that's really helped me work things out. And we also need to remember that it's not just a translation from the English and whichever the, the relative pronoun is in English. No, uh, we need to really look at German structures too. Okay, I think we've just got time for a couple of translations to check that I've understood everything and that our listeners have understood everything with this rather tricky subject. So let's have some translations from German into English first of all. Sehr gut. Philipp, dem ein großes Haus gehört, macht morgen eine Party. Let's hear one more time. Philipp. Dem ein großes Haus gehört, macht morgen eine Party. Right, so I think you're saying that Philip, um, to whom a big house belongs, or who has a, a big house basically, is having a party tomorrow. Ja, sehr gut, super. Uh, vielleicht sollten wir 
äh, gehen. Ja, natürlich. Sehr gute okay. Idee. Ja. Ohne Einladung. Ja. Und <lacht> Gut. Äh, Satz 2. Okay. Hast du die Kinder gesehen, die geklingelt haben und weggerannt sind? Right, there's some interesting vocabulary in there, but I think we can work it out. Let's hear it again. Hast du die Kinder gesehen, die geklingelt haben und weggerannt sind? Right, so I know that klingeln or something like that is to ring. Yes. And uh, uh, rennen is yeah. to run. To run. Wegrennen, to run, to run away. away. Okay, so have you seen the children who rang the bell and ran away? Yes. Okay, they were playing that game. Sehr that frech, ja, sehr, sehr frech, frech ja. ja. Okay, so have you seen the children, or did you see the children, I guess, yes. also, um, who rang the bell and ran away? Okay, let's look at some translations from English into German. Melanie, who studies German every day, wants to be an interpreter. Okay. Melanie, who studies German every day, wants to be an interpreter. I am racking my brains for the word for an interpreter. Is it something to do with übersetzen? That's not bad. Yeah, okay. so ein Übersetzer is a translator. Right, which But, of course is different from an yeah, interpreter. Yeah, so, an, so a translator, ein Übersetzer schreibt. Yeah. Ja. Aber ein Dolmetscher spricht. Dolmetscher? Yeah. I've never heard that word. Yeah, so, and if we're, if we're talking about Melanie, mm -hmm. it would be Dolmetscherin. Okay, right. So Melanie, who studies German every day, wants to be an interpreter. Let's see if I can come up with this. Melanie, die täglich Deutsch studiert, uh, die täglich yeah. täglich Deutsch lernt. Lernt, okay, yeah. yeah, of course, because studieren must be at university yes. or something like yes. that. Okay, so Melanie, die täglich Deutsch lernt, uh, will Dolmetscherin sein. Yeah, and very often when we talk about what someone wants to be, uh, we would use Möchte. werden. Oh, werden, of course, yeah, to become. Werden, yeah. So, Melanie, die täglich Deutsch lernt, will oder möchte Dolmetscherin werden. Werden, okay. And uh, if it were every day, not täglich, but je jeden Tag. Jeden Tag. I couldn't quite remember the agreement there for jeden yeah. Tag. Okay, so Melanie, die... Uh, täglich oder jeden Tag Deutsch lernt, uh, möchte Dolmetscherin werden. Sehr gut, super. Okay, one more. Peter wants to marry Henriette, whom he loves very much. Okay, with, with to marry... Do you need to marry with someone? Nein, nein. Okay, you can Jemanden just... heiraten. Jemanden heiraten. So there's a, an accusative in there. Uh, Peter will Henrietta heiraten. Die er liebt viel. Die er sehr liebt. Sehr liebt. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. of course, right. We so can also, and it's maybe a bit more natural to put heiraten at the very end. Peter will Henriette, die er sehr liebt, heiraten. Right, okay. So the relative clause is coming in the middle there and then we yes. find out what he yes. wants to do. What well, you said was, was okay, huh? uh -huh. but I think it would be more natural uh, to put it at the end so that Henriette and the relative clause uh, that describe who Henriette is, the person, you know, that is very much loved by Peter, yep. uh, so that they're together. Okay, that makes sense. Right, this has been quite a long lesson and we hope that it has cleared up the relative pronouns for me and for you. That's it for another episode of Coffee Break German. Of course, you can access our notes, our video versions and our bonus audio materials to help you get on top of these relative pronouns that bit more. You can find out all about that at coffeebreakgermanplus.com. Don't forget, you can practice your German with Coffee Break German on Facebook, on Twitter and on YouTube and find out what is happening behind the scenes by following Coffee Break Languages on Instagram. We'll be back again soon with another episode of Coffee Break German. What can we look forward to next time, Andrea? Oh, it's going to be super exciting. We're looking at Wechselpräpositionen, so prepositions that can go with an accusative or a dative. Something to look forward to there. Indeed. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, once again, find out everything you need to know at coffeebreakgerman.com. But for now, vielen Dank und tschüss. Bis bald. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.